This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Well, guys, welcome. Thank you. Thank you, Chris and Paulette Monroe, Thank good you. friends. So this is the very first episode of the EXO Pod Show. And uh, both of you guys have talked to me before about the previous version of the show, which was the EXO Marriage Podcast. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to admit, that was my first run at uh, a podcast. <laughs> uh, but two and a half million people have a podcast. Wow. So, but I don't know how people have a pod show. So I re, I renamed this the EXO Pod Show, and this is the very first episode. And uh, I'm just excited because you guys are friends. You're a part of the EXO family, and I want the world to know who you are. Thank so, you. Uh, we've hung out some, uh, you know, offline, and then we've done some stuff for EXO online now with EXO uh, Fitness. So I want to dive into all that. Yeah, absolutely. Get to know you more. Uh, you just flew in from Portland. Yes, we did. Yes. yes, we did. And yeah. I want to know, because Oregon. it's January 3rd, we're recording this, or January 4th, uh, how was travel coming in from, from Portland? And it wasn't too bad. It really wasn't. Um, I, we kind of were apprehensive watching the news, thinking, oh, gosh, there's so many trips that were canceled, you know, flights that were canceled. And, um, but we were excited to be here. And we really didn't find much at all that was um you know our flight of course wasn't canceled and it wasn't too bad but of course we left so early in the morning we got the first flight out as chris i always, always get the fl- first flight out <laughs> what, did, what, did, what do you say the um first thing first thing smoking <laughs> <laughs> so that cuts down a lot yeah. you know because the first flight sets the tone for the rest of the day so it does yeah yeah so it was it was not bad at all so yeah. alaska airlines called um last week and asked you if you could yeah, redo your flight. Yes. What was that about? Yeah, they sent a note and just said that if yeah. you didn't need to travel and you were flexible, right. then, you know, because up to the third, it was going to be just interesting travel. Right. So, so we called them just to see if we could fly in today, but we would have gotten here a little bit too late. So, so was it the weather or was it staffing issues? Sta- they didn't really say. Yeah, but, but I we think assumed they, it was staffing. Staffing and COVID. Yeah. That was related. the first time we'd ever gotten something like that. But yeah. actually... Our daughter that flew in, um, she got something that said, um, you know, even before she was at the at the airport, if you'd like to take standby and allow your, you know, we'll offer you money. And so I thought, well, that's more common. But for them to call or to email or however they reached out to us and say that, I thought that must be because this is a really... Yeah. Tricky time to travel. Well, they, they say there's a surge in uh, not just testing, but testing positive for COVID. Yeah. Which is uh, putting a, a strain on every every part of industry it. out there, especially travel industry. Yes. Then you have weather. Yeah. And then you have just the Absolutely. madness of holidays. I can't mm-hmm. imagine. But uh, I'm glad you made it. Yes. Yeah. Good to be here. Yeah. Thank yes. you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for having us. So to introduce you to the uh, Exo Marriage World, uh, this, this is sort of the starting point of a lot of what we're going to be talking about in the future with with both of you, but specifically with you, Paulette. Um, you're a fitness expert. Yes. Uh, you spend a lot of your time devoted to helping people in the fitness arena. Mm-hmm. Um, talk a little bit about the last five years of your life in the fitness world and kind of how we 
I started talking to you about fitness stuff, but um, but talk about how that all kind of came about. You know, it's, it's just been a beautiful evolution how I got to where I am now. Um, yoga, fitness has always been a part of my life in some way, shape, or form. But about five years, maybe six years ago, I really felt this calling to dig deeper, to dive deeper into it. And so... Um, Right about that time I was telling Chris, you know, I'm really putting yoga at the fr- forefront of what I'm doing. And I said, you know, I kind of thought about it for a while and I'm kind of thinking now more, I think I'd like to be a yoga instructor. I think I'd like to do that. And you know, I put it out there <laughs> and my husband is just, you know, he's just, if you're gonna be a, if you're gonna be a bear, be a grizzly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And so as I said that, he said, well, then do it, do it, quit your job and do it. And um, I just for a moment was, I thought, really? And he said, yeah, absolutely. If that's what you want to do, do it. And so that's what I did. I quit my job, took a breather and just kind of collected myself, really prayed about that next part, that next piece and what it was going to take from me. And um, dove in, mm-hmm. went to a 200-hour um, um, secular type of um, teaching. And it was from this, you know, wonderfully, very well-respected, very well-known um, teacher, um, Jill Naus in Portland. Mm-hmm. And everybody just loves her. And so I went to her, and I learned a lot, but I had so many more questions and just felt this calling, this deeper there's, there's more to this. There's a spiritual piece as you're still. I was, a lot of the stuff that I was doing before, I felt that. Mm-hmm. And so I thought, there's got to be more out there. I, I'm really wanting to put this, I want to dig deeper. So then I went, I uh, found holy yoga. And um, went away to an immersion retreat. Did so holy yoga is, because uh, I know of people here locally that have um, uh, some accreditation with holy mm-hmm. yoga. It's a specific organization, yes. a subset of yoga industry. Correct. That's 100% devoted to developing Correct. Christian-based yoga techniques. Yes. Christian-based yoga, same techniques, same movements, but they're putting spiritual, they're putting scripture in it, and, mm-hmm. they're, in, and they're incorporating God into yeah, all of great. it. Yeah, so that's what I did. I went to an immersion, did the training went to the immersion because their setup is you do it from home and it's this distance learning Mm pre-covid and then um went to the retreat week long and um, it was just the most intense satisfying and just it was a beautiful experience all of these women together um just praising the lord there was a lot more to it there was a lot of fellowship and got into the word together she she came back a different woman but did you naturally just automatically find yourself where the pose is easy was it difficult for you to uh, grasp the yoga because i've done yoga It's downward dog is, is easy, but you get into the warrior poses and you get into some of the yeah. standing on your head. And I mean, it's yeah. for, the, for the instructors, I mean, for the novice going right. in there, they help you with all of that. And, right, absolutely. But to be able to, to instruct it. One of the worst instructors I ever had was somebody that wasn't empathetic for the people <sighs> doing the poses. 
she was holding the poses way too long. Yeah. Uh, wasn't communicating how to do it. So it's not just about you being able to do it. It's you being able to instruct other people to do it. Right. And again, have that empathy that it's not yes. easy for folks to yes. uh, sit there. And, and uh, some of the stuff I was doing is more Pilates based. Oh, uh-huh. And, right. Uh, the, the the woman who was leading it said this was designed for men, but women started doing it more. Uh, yeah. And I think women are better at it. And I found myself I was doing push ups and pull ups and stuff. Mm-hmm. I could not hold some of those Pilates moves in my shoulders. They were right. on fire. Right. Uh, so the people think yoga. They think Pilates. Oh, that's kind of easy stuff. That's it's one of the hardest stuff I've I did. As, I mean, I've yeah. lifted weights my whole life and ran and stuff. Some of the, right. the most difficult stuff was yoga and yeah. Pilates. So, yeah, and yeah. I think well, Pilates was created by a man, mm-hmm. and um, and you know, way back years and years ago, yoga was was done like you said. Perhaps you meant that as well for men, mm-hmm. and then women got into it. It came over to the West, and and you know, it it really took off with women. And um, but I think that the difference between what you're saying, I, I get that. You know, some of those poses are pretty hard and. And, um, and holding them can be a little bit of a challenge sometimes. But I really think that for me, the way I teach is not necessarily, because most, most of the culture here, Western culture, it's about motion. It's about that mm-hmm. quick, fast motion. And there's nothing wrong with it. But the movement of yoga and say Pilates, that stretching, it's a lot slower. There's more intention to it. And so I, I like to say momentum over movement Mm -hmm. and so i mean the two can be you know equally important but sometimes the momentum is what people are thinking that Mm -hmm. they need to get that certain amount of reps in certain amount of laps in and sometimes it's just about that beautiful slow movement Mm -hmm. that builds a whole different um, mental space and it's different for your body you're building different muscle groups Mm -hmm. with that yeah the uh, the breathing techniques were the one thing that I thought changed everything oh, about gosh. not just doing the yoga but I, I applied it in other areas as well. Yeah, I found that my breathing techniques and my core work. Um, I was I was the best. I did it for about seven years. I was in the best shape of my life during that period. Oh, that's great. But I that's wouldn't great. necessarily say I was the most cut or the most mm. you know my muscles weren't. In fact. I lost so much weight doing yoga that at some point Stephanie said, you need to pick up a weight or two. You're, you're looking a little yeah. scrawny. Because I was, <laughs> was lean and mean, but you know, I kind of lost a lot of the muscle mass that I was doing, uh, just yeah. doing some of that stuff. But I enjoyed it so much. I felt great afterwards. Yeah. Uh, it's a different it experience than just running, you know, mm-hmm. going out there and, and doing some of those uh, exercises. So, right. Um, so you did the, the, the whole yoga program, and then right. did you start, start your own yes. uh, studio? How'd you get into No, I've always, I have a studio at home. Um, We built a studio at home. Chris um, had the the forethought to see that, um, and I always really wanted to um, make my clientele very individual, um, very specific to each client. And I knew that going in, this was going to be, I wasn't going to do the group type fitness thing. I was going to do individuals Mm -hmm. and really help the holistic client and so that's my take on it. Breath is, is huge. Breathing and breath is, is huge. But I think that the reason I did that or wanted to do it was I went to a few yoga classes and I just felt like, okay, you're, you're moving. Put your arm up. You know, this bent, this, this 
this position, that position, left, right, left leg, you know, all of that. I felt like I was playing Twister mm -hmm. or something, you know, some type of game. And, and it happened pretty quick, whether it was hot yoga or any other yoga class. Either the teacher's momentum was too quick or her cues were um, just not so well explained. And um, I'd leave a lot of classes after thinking, okay, what just happened? What was I just doing? Because you get five minutes at the end, perhaps. Most teachers just give a little bit at the, at the end to mm -hmm. just, you know, kind of um, just take your, just take a breath. And um, it just more and more came back, came to me that I want to really stay or go granular with a lot of these moves and have my clients experience understand as I explain them to them really understand why you're doing this what you should be feeling where you should put your breath how your feet should be and just take it to this very mechanical granular yeah. level so that mm -hmm. they could really understand what they're doing and then at the end what takes place is the preparation at first and all of the movement in between and the significance and um, you know bringing the word in and at the end allowing them to have all of this that they have just created all of this energy to settle in their bodies mm -hmm. and so just honoring that space and so you know leaving a lot of these classes I just felt like wow what happened when I am a yoga teacher I'm gonna do this different so that um, that really motivated me but I have um, I have the studio at home and um, I'm just very boutique-ish, mm -hmm. if you will. Yeah. And that's, that's my style. I just love to help the client holistically. Mm -hmm. Not just that physical, but of course the spiritual, the breath um, and body connection. And um, other things I'll, you know, I get into with them. Um, but it's, it's just, it's, it's such a blessing to be able to help someone come alongside them and transform them. And, and help them to understand what this all means. Mm -hmm. Well, we had a conversation because I had an idea about couples doing uh, exercises together and doing <laughs> yoga together. Uh, and yes. we had an initial conversation. And yes. it took a while for us to get to the place where we were talking more formal, yeah. like uh, getting uh, you on camera and even pulling Chris on camera yeah. uh, yes. to, to do some, to do some amazing you, work. Uh, exactly. uh, but, uh, but you, you both kind of have a fitness background. I mean, uh, Chris, you, you um, can share however much you want to, but you had a background at Nike, a military background, mm -hmm. uh, in CIA, you were a special ops. We're not supposed to talk about that. Oh, we're not? No, not that part. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, Played basketball. And, and, in, yeah, but no, you did. You have a sports background so I think for, for, for you uh, you'll both kind of have as a couple mm -hmm. this uh, this representation of fitness in your in your life yeah. so it, I'm glad you did join uh, what we're doing here with Exo Fitness but again it's a Thank it's you. a new uh, avenue from Exo where we're starting next week it launches uh, January 14th uh, with with Exo Fitness but a way for couples to uh, build the relationship stronger and better through yeah. fitness. Yes, and experiencing something like to get that, like that together. Absolutely. And it's a new it's a new offering from us, but I'm very excited about it. You guys did a great job, um, you know, leading Thank it you. and being a part of it. Uh, we have a clip that we're going to show because y'all haven't seen this yet. No, yeah. we have not. So we're going to get first takes. Oh yes. Now, this so was curious. this was shot at um, a beautiful warehouse. In uh, go ahead and play that, Maggie. In downtown. Dallas, well, Deep Ellum, and the quality is 
It's breathtaking. Yeah, it's Chris, you're breathtaking doing your poses here. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, That's what I was thinking. It's breathtaking. Chris so, is breathtaking. So these were, were shorter compilations of like yoga moves, stretches, core work. Explain, explain this, this, se- this session you were doing. So this session here, I just, again, taking it very slow, leading with our heart is what I'm saying here, and um, just feeling that movement. Um, and then just walking this, you know, taking a very slow momentum in all of the poses and um, just walking them through slowly. So basically this is part of a sun salutation. Mm-hmm. And um, sometimes I'll start, you know, um, from the ground up. That's so great. there we were on our knees and there's a bit of a praise piece there. And then now we're starting to grow upward. So, Chris, how tall are you? 6'3". No, you're not. Are you really? <laughs> Seems like you're taller than that. Oh, no. Oh, no, you thought no. he was taller. I think he was 6'3". Yeah. Uh, so anybody can do it. Tall. Yeah, absolutely. Short. Yeah, I anybody think it's in any... important. Yeah, significant. Well, one of the things with ExoFitness, I want it to be, first of all, modest. Because if you go on some of these um, beach bodies or Peloton or yes. whatever, uh, it's a little bit like you're, you're, you're dealing with uh, people showing off their bodies just as much as they're trying to work on their bodies. Right. So this is a very modest approach. So if a couple does it, there's not a, um, a factor where there's, hey, don't, don't watch this person right. because they're, they're immodestly dressed. So that's important to me. And then it's something you can do as a couple. Uh, it's very the, the the bar is very low for yes. entry, but yeah. it gets it's difficult enough, and you guys have mm-hmm. worked in enough of advanced moves right. to allow for somebody who has been working out for a while to feel like it's a good workout. Yes. Uh, on top of that, so it's not supposed to be a competitive uh, product for some of the large Apple TVs, fitness, those mm-hmm. kinds of things. It's really meant to if you're wanting to spend time with your spouse, and you're wanting to build a spiritual, right. physical, emotional connection with them. Exo Fitness is. It's the best out there. Yeah, yes, it awesome. is. Yeah. It is. So. And, I think and we're actually looking forward to the launch because I've got, you know, after the holidays, I need to get back into it. So we're waiting for, yeah. the, for it to right. launch. And we said we we're going to be right there. Absolutely. And I am proof that you don't have to have, you know, a lot of people are afraid. And that's, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, ooh, I'm not flexible. I can't do that. And it's like, no. We hear it, that all um, the time. It's really good the way she slowed down. And I think I was a good barometer for her um, mm-hmm. to, to make sure that she wasn't leaving people back. So mm-hmm. I think it's going to be great for couples. They're yeah. going to love it. It's intimidating a little yeah. bit because you feel like you have to be flexible. Yeah. You feel like you have to have the ability to do these poses. But I can tell you the classes I've been in, um, it's everybody and anybody in there young old you know large small there's there's not really a place where i've seen some larger folks do some amazing things absolutely their bodies and it's just about your ability to stick with it get it gradually better right your breathing does matter because whenever i was doing significantly poses they would say they they teach you to breathe a certain way and when you take a, a breath in and then you exhale the right way you actually ease deeper into these moves and, right. you're, and you're going further than you think you can um, and then you just yeah. you just feel like your energy level is, is so much greater so just start somewhere wherever you are start somewhere so we're Absolutely. offering this as part of our EXO now uh, platform 
for those who are subscribers or want to subscribe. It's another way, mm. besides all the great mayor's yeah. content, they can now start doing yes. uh, fitness together as a couple. Yeah. So. Yeah. We're excited about it. I, I'm just I'm looking forward to seeing more couples grow closer and incorporate movement into something that, you know, they're getting so much from XO from now. But mm-hmm. to add that extra piece, that extra level of... Um, something else for them to do together to bring them closer. I think this is a perfect fit. Yeah, yeah it is. Absolutely. Yeah, it was, like I said, well well shot, well done. Um, I'm, I'm excited to see the response. Yeah. Uh, but let's talk about, uh, so we, we had this conversation before we started yes. talking on the on the actual program. So yoga is controversial in the, in the marriage space. And I would say it's paramount to people saying that sex is only for procreation purposes. Mm. You know, those kind of, that camp mm. of people that just want to tear yeah. down anything that has uh, an enjoyment factor for Christians. They're going to nitpick at it and say, well, you shouldn't be doing it because right. of these connotations. Um, what I found when I was doing it was uh, there was a lot of time where I had no phone, I had no distractions, and I could sit mm-hmm. there with a mind free to pray, to think about, uh, it was in the morning. I went in the morning, so think about mm-hmm. uh, you know prayer, scripture, right. whatever it was, and to be able to actually focus on God. I had a buddy that was adamant about trying to bring in AirPods at the time because they were or, uh, the connected AirPods with his phone. Oh, with the wire. So he could listen to scripture, mm-hmm. uh, and that wouldn't fly. Nobody would let him do that because it's supposed to be a really yeah. clean environment. They don't want there to be any distractions. Mm-hmm. So I've actually found that um, the, the the fitness moves and the meditation space brought me closer and, and strengthened my relationship with God and my walk with Christ. But there are people out there that don't agree with that. And so 12 Reasons Why Yoga Is Not Good For Christians was an article before the podcast we pulled up. So uh, I know it's it's steeped in New Age right. and Eastern uh, religion right. uh, kind of meditations. But... The first reason is yoga is dedicated to a different Lord. Uh, scroll through some of these, Maggie. Uh, yoga leads people away from Christ. Yoga mm. means to yoga. Three, yoga poses are offerings to the 330 million Hindu gods. Uh, yoga has a spiritual nature that is psychic and nat- Go back up there. Uh, and metaphysical. Okay, keep going. Uh, yoga is the missionary arm of New Age spirituality. So-called Christian yoga is founded by Hindu leader A.K. Oh, Maz Never heard that one. Maz Umdar. Uh, yoga is highly sensual in nature. Blah blah blah. So these are twelve reasons why, which I don't really care. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So, but honestly, so if there, I've not, um, I've not run into it all the time, but I've run into enough to where mm-hmm. I know there are people out there that think Exo Fitness now has a yoga arm of it. Mm-hmm. So I, I want you to speak into how. Um, yoga as act, is actually an enhancement to the Christian faith instead of a, an open door to Hindu religion right. or worshiping 330 million Hindu gods, right. which never crosses my mind while I'm in there. That's the interesting. Yeah. Uh, it's not really one of those things where... So just speak into that. You know, I, I first would say, and this is, this is where I was, because it was, uh, like I said, I, I pointed out my first initial training, my teacher training, was with a secular. And I, I specifically said that because, you know, I, I had to grapple with that a bit and pray before. And um, there was certainly, I'm, I'm thankful that I learned so much from the secular piece, because I wouldn't be able to speak to it had I not known it. 
I would, you know, be going into it with rose-colored glasses and thinking, oh, this is, you know, for everyone, and it's okay, and it's, and, but I'm glad that I had that experience, Mm -hmm. Um, and um, they highlighted a lot of, a lot of things that, that are spoken about here um, in this list, but um, as I said, during that time, I was truly searching, you know, I, I really felt a calling, I felt there's more to this, as I was sitting and praying and meditating prior to yoga, I knew that that could be incorporated. And, um, and so fast forward to holy yoga, um, it was kind of brought together. All of the pieces were brought together and it made so much more sense to me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you redeem it. It's, it's, you, a, it's, it's totally redeemed. It's like martial arts. You know, martial Absolutely. arts are steeped in Eastern mysticism and you can yep. do those with some level of clarity of, right. hey, this is not necessarily mean to worship the old, you know, exactly. uh, ways of doing it. But I think what really resonated of, as Chris and I talked and prayed about it, um, Chris was always telling me, you know, uh, you're like a rock in water and nothing is going to penetrate you that should not be in your mind. And, mm-hmm. and, and so that was very helpful. But I also know, and, and we talked about that um, everything is God's. Yeah, everything, exactly. Everything. everything. Mm-hmm. And Everything belongs to him. Absolutely. And it's time, and it was time, and it is time for us to go forward and introduce it to this audience, but it is time for, for Christians to be able to put the beautiful nature of what the movements are. Mm-hmm. You know, call it whatever you want. This is God's, God's body created to move. The whoever, um, you know, that because there's controversy about who, you know, invented or whatever. But um, I see it as a way to move our bodies to worship our one and only Lord and Savior. Yeah, exactly. And so that's how I see it. Yeah. This is God's. We need to take it back um, and and really embrace it. Yeah, I foam roll every day and work out and try to do that kind of stuff. But my stretching techniques, I do cat cow every day and pigeon. And I don't understand how those could be. uh, I'm not, I'm not. There's not one part of me that's thinking about any Hindu god while I'm doing it. I'm typically thinking about how bad my <laughs> back hurts and how bad I'm, I'm feeling right now physically. But uh, you know, that's just. But it's so helpful if you've done the pigeon pose where you kind yeah. of. It, there's yeah. no better hip. Oh my gosh! Stretching. For your hip flexors, yes. it's beautiful. It's wonderful. It's wonderful. Absolutely. Uh, in the in the way that it's structured in yoga, it all flows together, and you're you're working on every part of your body. Right. Uh, so I, I'm I'm a big big believer in it. Well, yeah. Paulette breaks it down when we for when I first got into well I say into it, but when she first started walking me through it, she said, "All right, it's three steps. We're going to mm-hmm. praise God. Yes. We're going to yes. pose." and do some breathing and posing and then we're going to pray yeah so right. that's what we do every time yeah. we pray before and we praise the lord yep and then we get into them and she'll say scripture i'll say scripture when we're just there and we'll talk about different you know things that that right. scripture meant mm-hmm. and then um we always praise him mm-hmm. i mean so every yeah. every breath right every, every breath, breath of ours is is his song yeah it's his song it's great. yeah yeah, and it's and that's just it's kind of incorporated all the way through it, and it's just this beginning with prayer, and as you said, the the praise, the praise, and the poses, and every pose, I see it as a way to worship Him. Whether my arms are up or whether I'm on the floor, um, with my hands down, my face down, it is 
I feel that these are all ways to come closer to the ground, the ground that he made mm-hmm. to ground us or to lift us up. Like we're, we're growing, we're stretching, we're reaching up toward him, reaching our arms up to praise him. And so I see every movement mm-hmm. that we do as a praise offering to him with my body. It's an important question though. Do you wear Lululemon? Or Nike, <laughs> you your yoga poses. Come on, come on. I know. Nike. Got, of course. Pretty much Nike and Jordan is in the household. Nike so. and Jordan. I tell Christmas, I, I have never been more of a brand guy with Nike. Like Nike is my brand. Always has been. Mm. Um, just uh, love it. And I still remember <laughs> reading a book coming out of uh, business school, A New Brand World, and it was the uh, creative director of it might have been the, the CMO of, mm-hmm. of Nike. He wrote the book and just their whole brand story mm-hmm. and everything. And I love it. Um, and I and I would typically find myself wearing everything Nike. I played tennis for a while and it was ridiculous. I I was it was a little ridiculous because I had <laughs> Nike shirt, Nike shoes, Nike shorts, Nike underwear, Nike socks. So you were really intentional about it. wristbands. Wow, uh, it, was, it was a little dorky. Um, <laughs> if you're not being, if you're not being, uh, that was, that was a couple sponsored. of years ago because we saw a boost in the in the, oh, did the you? business, yeah. Yeah. the tennis business, it's especially down was, south. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. thank you. Yeah, I think it was, like they were saying, there's some guy out there in Texas. Yeah, that's in the three really five league, <laughs> <laughs> smashing his racket. <laughs> Uh, but so, but then I found myself with uh, with Nike. Lululemon's got some good stuff. So uh, I, I, I found yeah. myself, and that's a little bit uh, metrosexual for me to say that I wear a little Lululemon. Uh, but uh, I have found that there's some of their athletic stuff is is good it's as well good. for for yoga, especially and in, in some of that world. But yeah. Nike just came out with a, a yoga line. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Nike don't won't start things that they don't think they can be number one in. Sure. So um, it's going to be very interesting, right? So they usually come into a space that they feel very good about mm-hmm. and that they yeah. can bring something to it. So mm-hmm. um, we'll see the um, the product kind of from when you first started yes. wearing it to now, yes. the way she moves. But Lululemon's great, great mm-hmm. product. Absolutely. And, and what I'll say from, from an old uh, retired Nike guy is, it doesn't matter what you have on. Oh yeah. Get out there with your yeah. spouse. Yeah. And get together and first start whatever it is, walking, you know, pray first and then just start walking, right. doing a little bit of yoga, even Absolutely. if it's uh, I think you've did a few like 11 minute just oh, yeah. for breathing. It's just just wow, so come as you are. Is yeah. what we'll say. Is. Right. So so you uh no Walk dress pre- code. Pretty much every morning, don't you? With yeah. Zeus and Apollo, <laughs> Moses and Elijah, <laughs> Moses, and Elijah. Moses and Joshua, Moses, Moses and Joshua. Joshua. Yes. yes oh, yes. I should have brought pictures. No, no, no. <laughs> why? <laughs> I said that on purpose because he'd say no, no, no. Because every time when you know when we're out or friends ask about the how uh, Moses and Joshua are. Um, I say, oh, let me get my, let me show you my pictures. And I'm just, and he's like, no, why did you ask? Oh my goodness. I love it. They're beautiful dogs. A little intimidating for, for, for a guy like me to stroll up on you with those dogs. I would hope that you wouldn't. When I'm walking, they're the nicest. When she's walking with them only, they become territorial. Oh, they're very, very protective. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. German shepherds and Dobermans are very protective. We originally got them or got Moses first initially. Um, yeah, and he does really fit his name. He's just a, he's he's a leader, you know. Mm-hmm. He's the leader. Joshua's the the follower of whatever Moses does. But um, 
we got them or him to run. And, you know, people, as I was running, people that were coming toward me, they would cross the street, they would move off the, you know, onto the grass. So he's just a very protective dog. They both are. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah. Yeah. No, they're it's just, good. They're great dogs. I, I always tell the story. Um, you walk, and I know a lot, a lot of times you listen to some of my dad's oh, yeah. uh, sermons. And uh, you said to oh, me yeah. one day, Michael Jordan, Michael Jackson, and Jimmy Evans are your top three. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> the, the top three goats. Real story, though, when I um, the dogs are on their bed and... I'll push play yes. for, for Jimmy. As soon as they hear his voice, they are up. That's yeah. awesome. They know that they're getting ready to go, and yeah. the pods go in, and um, you know. And he says, and "Let's I'm, go," yep. and and they're they're yep. waiting for their cue. They yep. stand up when they hear Jimmy's voice, but they're waiting. Chris turns around, puts his back to them, and starts walking. He said, "Let's go," and they. That's get, awesome. Get, yeah, next to him. But no other. I, I can put on anything else, yes. and they, they don't. But they they just they know Jimmy's voice, which is really cool. <laughs> that is cool. I don't know if I want to tell him that. That tells you how much that Jimmy um, listens yeah. to, to your How much I need Jimmy. to listen to Jimmy. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, Jimmy. Keep telling me. Keep telling me. <laughs> uh, well, we first met. I called uh, uh, called the number. I didn't know you at the time, but I called the number. Y'all were partners, and I was calling to thank you. And I talked to you. Yes. And we had a great conversation. Yeah. And you were like. You would love my husband, Chris. <laughs> and uh, so we, right. we started talking every once in a while over the right. phone. Uh, and our, our, our relationship has progressed over the year. But one of the things that I want to talk about, because I know y'all are big into it, is the vision retreat stuff. Uh, yeah. One of the first times we talked, y'all were, y'all were doing a vision retreat that yeah. year. Yeah. And you do one every year. Right. Um, talk about the importance of that in your marriage. Um, maybe a little bit of a testimony of how it's impacted your, your, your marriage every year. And do you do one every year? Is that your, is a staple? Talk about that a little bit. It is, but we didn't do one last year and we, and we knew we needed to, you know, after a few months, you know, that it's like, why are we going back and forth over little things? And it's like, Oh, we didn't do our vision retreat and um, COVID. We just decided not to, but then we finally did it, but we just did it at home. Mm -hmm. Um, But, um, we are very intentional about it. It works perfectly. We we follow along. You know, I know one one year I think we did it without yeah. the the aid of um, the recording. Correct. But the the recording with Jimmy, it just it's perfect for yeah. us, right. and um, it makes us get into conversations that. You know, it's interesting that because we're it's just us living at home, but we don't get into those deep conversations and not as intentional. We get into deep ones, but those are right. very intentional and um, it's really and very helped specific. Us. It's yeah. really helped us yes. um, set not only what we want to do as as a couple, what we'd like for. Uh, we pray for our kids. We pray for our grandkids. We, mm-hmm. Yeah, she has grandkids. I'm sure people think, yeah, I probably do, but not her. <laughs> yeah, we have grandkids. So um, yeah. it really sets us up for the year. And we hardly ever dispute about anything after we do mm-hmm. a vision retreat. Yeah. Right. We might a little bit during it. Um, just, uh, you know, very... To hash it out, yeah, hash, hash it out. up some things. But um, we get up in the morning. We go off. We pray. Mm-hmm. And then we come together and we pray, and then we um, we get into it. And, I, and um, we usually go to about one, maybe two mm-hmm. o'clock, and then we go off and do something um, fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> one year we did it Just in like Scottsdale, Jimmy says, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we did it in Scottsdale. Oh my god! It was raining the whole time. <laughs> yes. So. Yeah, we went there for the sun. <laughs> sure. And it was pretty funny because the hotel room that we got, you know, we were really looking forward to this new hotel that someone had recommended, and we 
we got there and you know we did our vision retreat in the room because it was raining and um, we thought we'd do it out in the sunshine on you know the patio or something but we did it in the room and that night when we went to sleep we just we were woken up about like 12 o'clock at night we heard this boom 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 it was the the, the club right oh. next door <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, beautiful view, but they didn't tell us it was right next to a club, so that was all night oh, until so like five like, in the morning. It was pretty. We might as well get up and finish. Yeah, yeah sure. Yeah. Renovation exactly. Yeah, but, but that was our. That was but humorous. very important for us. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't see how anybody can do marriage without it, and exactly. it's very interesting too because we have a business part of it that we want to talk about. Any of the business that we have and and um, finances just everything how we're going to spend our our time right. you know vacation just there's there's just nothing that we do not talk about during right. a vision retreat which is perfect for yes. us and we follow along excuse me we follow along but then if there are anything any topics that we need to bring up that's when we do it under that vision retreat time and i think it's just important that we We've kind of set it up now this year. <laughs> she uses it against me sometimes too, Brett. We'll say, I'll be talking about something. She's like, let's say that for the vision <laughs> yes. retreat. I'm like, that's not for another six months. Let's hash it out right now. <laughs> let's hash it out right now. But also, I'll add to our list of, you know, of topics. And, and um, what I like is that the vision retreat truly helps us, as, your, as, as Jimmy says, as your dad says, helps us to know where we're going mm -hmm. throughout the year. For the next six months and um, businesses do it yeah. why shouldn't we as a married couple know where we're going mm -hmm. and what our vision is for you know the next week the next month the next year next six months and I think that that's really important for for couples to know you know as as the scripture in Amos says um, can two or more walk um, if they don't have if they have if they're divided mm -hmm. can they can and two or more walk together. Can two or more walk together. <laughs> Unless they agree. Yeah. Unless they agree. And that means they and need to they agree first be, right? yes. <laughs> before yeah. they go. They can't be divided and walk two different ways because they would have division as opposed to vision together. Mm -hmm. And I just, I love that. That just speaks to me. I'm so visual that, um, yeah, we have to be on the same page um, as with everything. And, um, and if you can't be there on the same page with your spouse, this is a beautiful way to get you to um, understand, to take time, to be face-to-face -face and talk about all of these things. Because mm -hmm. it's, it's so important to do that, um, to take that time and listen and be heard. Yeah, it is. It's so important. Well, you know, my dad started the, the, the premise. He learned it from a friend of his to do a vision retreat. Mm -hmm. And so they started I can tell you the story. So yeah, I know. I know. I know. Uh, there are some people listening to this that they're like, what the heck is a vision retreat? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So my dad learned it from a pastor friend of his. And they started doing it. I was in my teens, you know, so I saw them doing it. And Stephanie and I got married. I was 20. So we've been married for almost 24 years. Wow, um, and we've been doing vision retreats. So I've seen the generational passing of the torch of, you know, the importance of, because of, when you're young and you're dumb, you're like, ah, I don't want to get away and do a vision retreat. And then yeah. you get into, after the first few years of marriage, you're getting into these fights and you're having money issues, communication issues, right. whatever it is. Then you have kids yeah. and it compounds. And then you have, you know, stressful schedules yeah. and it compounds. So we started doing vision retreats, you know, 10, 15 years ago, regularly uh, practicing what we preached. And I can say firsthand, it, I think it looks different for everyone. Mm -hmm. For us, Absolutely. We, we do get away for a few days. 
Uh, we follow the roadmap of working in the mornings on budgets or talking mm-hmm. through issues, whatever the, the hot topics mm-hmm. are. And then the afternoon, just have fun and enjoy each other. Yeah. And you, it's not just about uh, predetermining the outcome of fights and, and resolving right. all that. It's also about connecting at least once a year on a deeper level. Yeah. Yes. And this is, this is not a science, but it's my belief system when it comes to date nights. Um, I don't think that couples should stress about having a date night every week. It's my personal opinion. I think you should have one date night a month. Like, yeah. make sure that, because having one per week for a family like ours, where we have three kids, right. my, my daughter has volleyball. She had it last night, she's got it tomorrow night, she's got a tournament this weekend. My son plays football. Yeah. My other son, he's just kind of long for the ride right now, but <laughs> there's always something going on. Right. So when we were first married, we had a religious date night every week. And then okay. I found that we, we used to feel guilty because we couldn't do one for a while every week. Yeah. And um, I read a study that just said your um, your chance for success in marriage uh, actually decreases if you're trying to have too many date nights. Ah. One a month is is the sweet spot. Okay. But also, yeah, that's good. One getaway a year is also increases your chance for success. Where it's just the two of you, no kids, and getaway. So I think vision retreats almost a twofer in that regard. Yeah. Where you get away, establish vision, right. and then you have that alone time that you can't have anywhere else. You're going to fight a little bit. Yeah. And yeah. if you know how to resolve those fights, and that's why this book is great, because uh, the Vision Retreat Guidebook, for those who are listening, uh, that we have, the, the evolution of this was, my dad wrote one called The Mountaintop of Marriage. I think y'all probably remember mm-hmm. that one. Mm-hmm. It was a guidebook. Not a lot of words, just a lot of room to write. Yeah. And then he did a video series with that. And then we did an app that we had. It was a digital version of the, of the program. The one I remember. Yes. Yeah. Yes. yeah, it was yeah. great. But yeah. people were writing us going... We're in a cabin in the woods. We don't have Wi-Fi. Okay. And we can't use oh, the app. right. Got it. Oh. And the the book that we had with it, the guidebook and the videos, we tried to combine everything into one resource so that mm-hmm. uh, on our ExoNap platform, we do have a video series that Dave and Ashley just redid. I saw that. Uh, they're doing kind of a walkthrough. Because okay. for some people, they don't even know where to start. Yeah. What right. What is a vision retreat? When we get right. there, I have so many friends, close friends that are like, bro, what do we do? We got here. Yeah. I don't even know where to start. I'm like, yeah. hey, it's okay. Just start talking about whatever fights that you're having recently. Right. Uh, just start talking about how you can uh, come to an agreement on those things. But, um, you know, it's, it's overwhelming for some people to get alone together in a room, face-to-face, and start to have these conversations right. that are uncomfortable. Yeah. Uh, that lead, They typically do lead to some type of fight. Yeah. Uh, not necessarily right. um, one where it's going to ruin the trip, but one where it's... Um, it's it's a don't talk about nuclear issues on your vision retreat, but talk about the things that are constant stressors in yeah. your marriage. And for us, uh, a lot of the times it's kids and, and managing their schedules and figuring that out, uh, and then figuring out whenever we can kind of schedule time together throughout mm-hmm. the year uh, is what Stephanie and I've dealt with. But and we pray for our kids too individually on ours. I'm sure you do too. Yeah, and have a vision right. for them as yeah, well. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. So. Absolutely. Yeah. Talk to me about how y'all met. So what's what's the what's the origin story of y'all's relationship? <laughs> um, you want me? Yeah, want jump sure. Into it? Yeah, um, I'll jump in somewhere. Okay. Yeah, you start. Let's hear. Uh, and then yeah, help me with <laughs> on your side. But Paulette was in this group called um, Mothers of Mothers in Prayer. Moms in Prayer. Moms yes. in Prayer. And it's a Moms in Prayer international group. But I belong to a chapter. I belonged to a chapter. <clears throat> early on me and a couple of buddies started a bible study at nike 25 20 years ago no not 25 20 years ago maybe 18 20 years ago 
and um, her daughter was starting at Nike. And so when they were praying for the daughters, she said, hey, pray for my daughter. She's starting um, to work at Nike. And then one of the ladies right, mm-hmm. said, hey, mm-hmm. there's a Bible study that my son goes yes. to mm-hmm. um, at Nike. So she might want to get plugged into the Bible study. So I met her daughter mm. at one of the Bible studies and um, started helping her, mentoring her because yeah. she was an ETW, was like a, a part-time employee and um, wanted to become a full-time. So she talked to a few of us and I got to know her. And then one of the times she bought her mom <laughs> and this was at this is at seven in the morning. So when they live pretty far away, so yeah. I thought that was pretty cool <laughs> that uh, she wanted to bring her mom. I guess she had told you about it mm-hmm. for months for, about yeah, all this gr- these time. group of guys. So. Um, and then we started, you know, just kind of talking and she always like, you know, was jumping over the table at me over a Bible study. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what's up? Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> was it love at first sight? Was there immediate connection? I, I wouldn't say so. I think yeah. there was a connection because I thought her daughter was a sharp young lady mm-hmm. and I wanted to meet, you know, her mom that, um, who produced but, this. Yeah. Fantastic. And so we started just kind of we were friends for like a, over a year oh yeah um oh, yeah. before we started dating mm-hmm. so um yeah so yeah that was kind of kind of how it started mm-hmm. so i know that it was a god thing right mm-hmm. because it was a bible study and and she was talking to some mothers in prayer about um how to help her daughter right. kind of acclimate to to nike and yeah and, so uh, yeah. Our daughter was, um, as we like to say, and I say our daughter because she has become our daughter. Yep. Chris fully um, says that all. She's my daughter when she's doing good, and when she's. <laughs> I was gonna, I was gonna say a caveat. <laughs> when they're doing good, they're when my there's correction daughter. to be had. It's all, it's all yours. Yes, and when she's done something not so good, whatever that would be, she's your daughter. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's kind of how we met, and yeah. uh, man, we've been married six years. Yes. Uh, you know the, the audience out there. There's so many couples now that are that are remarried, blended families. Mm-hmm. Kind of talk about the dynamic with with that season of life of you know coming yeah. into a marriage, having kids, now having grandkids. Has it been without its flaws, or is there are there some things there that y'all had to work through? Well, what, what I'll say is that we have a unique situation because our kids were all out of the house. Mm-hmm. Right. So we can only speak to that part. Um, right. They didn't live at home when we could tell that, you know, people that are going through that, that they, they definitely would be tough. Yeah. But I, don't, I wouldn't say that there was too much drama on it because... No, I, I agree. Like I said, they don't, they're not living there and, um, and we get along both on yes. both sides, yeah. um, which is great. We just we just had everybody in for Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah, everybody. So everybody. So everybody. it was um, five kids and nine grandkids. Wow. Yeah. So it's um, and we've been able to do that a few times. I was going to say several times, yeah. and it's just been yeah, it's just so beautiful to get us all together when we're all together. Um, it's it's just a it's just a great time. There's a lot of love. This last time we had all the grandchildren. Um, I kind of had the oldest two to kind of orchestrate in front of the the room and as we all watched all the family members um just why they loved different things and um 
what their favorite dish was and you know for Thanksgiving meal and um, what it's they the liked. ham I smoked right? <laughs> and sure that's what he was hoping everybody said Chris loves to smoke well, and if any of them don't say the smoked ham they, they yeah. have to deal with but that. the kids uh, how many what, who's blended like how, what, how many kids so I have three girls mm-hmm. and Chris has two and they all get along they're good they all get along mm-hmm. so the five kids I have kids. a boy and a girl so mm-hmm. yeah it's five yeah. yeah and then we have nine grandchildren yeah. so amongst and they really get along you know oh my gosh they live each other can't wait yeah. to see each other when they get together and it's just what's the age range of the grandkids oh my goodness so our oldest is 13 and our two youngest are and i like to say they were born in the same year but they're like twins because throughout each year there's been like three born in the same year two born in the same year these two that were born so um our youngest is three months old will wow. be four months old very short well, i just need to take a time out just say, and everyone says this about people just be nice, but I'm being truthful. Y'all look way too young. Oh to my have gosh, thirteen year old grandkids. Oh my goodness. So whatever you're Thank doing, you. I don't know if it's Portland, <laughs> at, you know, weather in Portland or the. It's not that <laughs> stress free life you're living, doing yoga. That's uh, it. But, that's it. Yeah, it's taking uh, care of ourselves you, and you, just you, loving the Lord. You both I, look amazing. Thank so, you. Thank so you. What, uh, whatever that that lifestyle is, keep well, doing we, it. Well, we—it's funny. Thank you. Um, and we were talking about how we can continue to strengthen that that blendliness. Yeah. And uh, we were talking about next time we get together, we'll do certain things oh, that yes. you know, like my son and one of—and I say my son, but just for—he's the only son. But, yeah. Um, he's the only boy in the family. And a, a daughter from the other side. You know, we're going to do games and things like that, so uh, that yeah. that bond is strengthened with everyone and not just you know at the dinner table or whatever that there's that those side kind of so we're gonna we've got some we got some things planned for the kids that they don't know the next time we get together and they're always looking forward you know to getting together and when we when we all are at the table that's their most special time whether it's in the family room or at the table just gathering there and way past the meal but talking and having those really deep in-depth talks about whatever and none of us wants to leave the table. They don't. I know we don't, but it's just beautiful to have that that time, that family mm-hmm. time together. Yeah. So um, That's amazing. Praise God that you guys yeah. feel like your family can come together. I and think also because we've kind of set that tone that this place is, you know, for us to come together. Our home is for them to gather. And this is what we're going to do. We're going we're gonna to talk about a lot of things. And we don't really shy away from any conversations, nor do they. They want to talk about anything and everything. Mm-hmm. But um, it's just a beautiful time to, to be there. And I think we've established that this is what this is. This is our time. Um, and love is going to be present. And, and we're going to show God's love to them. And, and likewise, and they do. And it's... And we have two Dobermans if anything gets out of here. Yeah, let's say, Moses and Joshua. Jesus. Moses is watching. All, they have to do is. All I have to do is say the word, and I'll give you 30 seconds to get to and the door. you know what's funny? You know what's funny is one of our daughters brought a boyfriend over just to pick her up as we were all gathered. And Moses actually growled at him. And I thought, honey, I told her later, honey, he's not a keeper. <laughs> if Moses growls at you. <laughs> show up and Jimmy Evans playing. Yes, exactly. Yeah, speaker, speaker. Exactly. That'll calm him down. Uh, okay, I want to talk about something else. Uh, I'm, today I'm wearing a gift from you, Chris, uh, some Jordans that uh, you so graciously gave me. And I am a 44-year-old white guy trying to pull off Jordans. I'm confident in a lot of my clothes. I'm a, I'm a driver, loafer kind of guy. I wear those every day with no socks. 
almost in a ridiculous way. Big believer in the Steve Jobs approach uh, to taking away uh, those decisions in the morning, just wearing yeah. just some simple stuff. Mm-hmm. So I wear I wear basic. I have the same pair of driver's shoes. I have I currently own four of the same pair. They're kind of not that expensive because I wear them out so much. I just mm. wear them all the time. So when I put on these Jordans, I feel like my personality is changing. I feel like I'm, mm. I'm becoming way cooler than I'm uh, supposed to be uh, as a 4 year old Well, you're pretty dad. cool, so. Uh, so first of all, thank you for the shoes. Oh, I, yeah, I love absolutely. Them. So post-Nike, we had a conversation last time we were together about Shoe Chic and your new venture mm. uh, that y'all are both a part of. And why I was want to bring it up and why it was interesting, because I didn't even know that it existed uh, in the in the community, kind of mm-hmm. it reaches and the um, the the emphasis of Nike in the Jordan line to stay true to its roots, while at the same time making enough shoes for guys like me to wear. Mm-hmm. Uh, so talk about shoe chic and uh, just talk about this chapter of y'all's life moving into uh, some of the some of the new ventures that you're that you're doing. Okay, it's uh, chic shoes, but, but chic hey. shoes, shoe chic, chic shoes. <laughs> I will never mess that up again. <laughs> it's all good. We have uh, 50, 50 locations, yeah. mainly in urban locations, in inner city, um, California, L.A., San Francisco, mm-hmm. Houston, and they're really towards that core consumer mm-hmm. um, in the inner city. So mm-hmm. um, we do things for the community which I love anything. Yes. We got some couple of cool things coming up around the Super Bowl since Super yeah, Bowl is going to really be in LA. And, you know, Super Bowl is usually a corporate event, but we want to do some things that uh, bring in the kids from the community. Right. So, right. so we're going to do some things, partner with Nike on that. And uh, so we were really, that core consumer is really where we want to, want to continue to, to focus and make sure that, we're bringing the Jordan brand, Nike brand, we have other brands too, but um, to that kid in the mm-hmm. inner city. Um, because a lot of them don't have cell phones. We think that everyone shops online and we think everyone, you know, can have product delivered to their home or don't, you know, you might be okay with not trying it on but or, or seeing how it looks, but these kids are really into not only going into the store and trying it on, but to, to bring apparel and kind of bring that whole collection yeah. together. That whole no. look, right, yeah. right. Yeah. yeah, it's great. But the supply chain issues, uh, uh, anything going on there with, because <laughs> with, uh, uh, yes, you were talking about Taiwan and, their, and their, some of their um, uh, logistics. Uh, is it, I'm only asking this because my wife and I had a conversation about um, store shelves and just, yeah. you know, took my kids to McDonald's the other day and, um, they have limited menu items because they're having a yes. hard time getting things in, and right. the, the labor shortages. Are, are is shoes still Absolutely. in that same camp of yeah. struggling not, to get? Not only you know, I think a lot of it is Long Beach. Uh, you know, if you see the the shores, yes. the the ships are just sitting there. So it's not just shoes. It's not just toys it's pretty much everything yeah, that's being affected affecting. as we know absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah absolutely and even in shoes and that are made in Vietnam you know because if a, if people get sick they got to shut down the plant and they're, they're not making any shoes so mm-hmm. there's production limitations on I think on all brands um, but it's definitely affecting us and that and that kid and consumer the cool thing is I guess or the good thing is everybody understands uh, we were talking about getting some furniture the other day, and they were telling us, 
you're not going to be able to get it for a year. Mm-hmm. And so it's, uh, it's affecting everyone. Yeah, I think a that's year. what we're finding yeah. out. Yeah, yeah with COVID, that yeah. everything, nothing is untouched by COVID. No, and no, I just wonder when it's going to get better, when you're going to see, and maybe there's not a, maybe it's all a new normal, maybe there's not a normal we're going back right. to that we recognize, but it's, uh, yeah. it's, it's everywhere. Yes. It's yeah. every portion yeah. of your life is affected by supply yeah. and demand issues. And, yes. Um, and, and you know you, you, you can definitely as a as a uh, as an American you can definitely learn to live with a little bit less on certain things but Absolutely. you know you, our poor kids growing up in this world uh, first of all you know the the school systems you know how chaotic right. they were with the masks and everything um, and just that those two years that our, our kids sometimes I feel like they're more comfortable with masks on and mm. it's because they're they're very compliant very obedient and they just don't want to feel like they're yeah. going to be called out. Uh, so the psychology of some of that, you know, kind of getting out of uh, Texas is different. So I know you guys live in, in Oregon. Yeah. So, uh, yes, so we see. So we went to, I went to the uh, Dallas Cowboy game. And they were invited me to go. It was packed. Not a, wow. I didn't see an empty seat in the house, hardly. Wow. And I think I may have seen two masks mm. the whole time we are there. So. Mm. Uh, Texas is different. Um, wide open. Wide open. <laughs> wide open. And, and you know, um, if you go to Dallas proper, there are some areas there that uh, people are still a little bit more sensitive to it. It just depends mm. on kind of what region okay. you're in. But but on the Tarrant County side of where we are, uh, pretty much since, I would say, June, July of 2020, so for, for a good year and a half, it's mm. it's not felt um, so strict. Costco was pretty aggressive for a while. Uh, some of the, the big box chains like Target were pretty aggressive on masks. Okay. By and large, restaurants, a lot of places like that were not as, mm-hmm. they weren't enforcing things. So qu- quality of life, pace of life, for, for especially this area, didn't feel as extreme mm, as some, yeah. some of my friends uh, in Seattle. Uh, they were saying that their churches were still Social distancing, yes. limited capacity, mm-hmm. uh, even right. even up till recently. So I know that there's different parts of the country that are experiencing different uh, lifestyle changes, but overall, uh, just for the the sanity of the nation, I'm ready for, you know, not right. everything, everything to feel like uh, you're yeah. just dealing with a new normal. Yeah. Yeah, so, I feel bad for you brought up your kids. I feel bad for the kids. You know, they missed some missed mm. a year of their senior year and just 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 impacting that time from from school and yeah. social. Yeah. There's just so much to that being face to face with teachers and yeah. your friends. The and effects just, of that. Yeah. All those milestones. that yeah. just it's unfortunate that they've had experience during that time. Well, the virus is real. I mean, my dad absolutely. got tested positive this week. We, we, we talked about that before the show. So he's tested positive. He doesn't feel great. It's more like flu like symptoms. Symptoms, but you don't want to take it right. too lightly because we've had friends that have just passed away recently with complications due to COVID. And uh, so I get it. I'm very sensitive, uh, especially around people that are sensitive. But I'm also trying to push uh, my family to a place where it's just not every single thought that we have. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that, that everything is just a, yeah. a fearful thought about it. And it's hard. I mean, I, 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 I my wife and I were talking about, could we just go back to 2019? And just experienced that one last time because we were able to travel, you know, family vacations, those sorts of things where it just seems so much easier now. I looked up a family vacation and it was the room that we would normally get. It was seven times more expensive Mm. 
and the flights were were ridiculous. Yeah. What I could easily pay for with points. Wow. Uh, entire trip, it would give me like one night with yeah. points. Uh, it was wow. it was it was an extreme. What so, I hope is some some good comes out of it. And that's yeah. what I keep praying is exactly. like because I remember before we started traveling, friends were saying, "Hey, when you go to the Portland airport, it is clean. The planes are clean." And I was thinking, what were they doing before? Exactly. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's just interesting that um, this is kind of waking us up to. My wife is very big on washing your hands. You know, so there's certain things that kids are now just a little bit more sensitive to. So mm-hmm. I'm hoping that those good things, that those few good things come out of this um, when we do get back to our, our new normal. Well, I don't know if you traveled to um, Asia at all, working for Nike, but or either one of you. But, oh, yeah. Um, I did. Yeah. I was there in 2007, and it was an odd feeling because there was a lot of people wearing masks yeah. over there. Yep. And I yeah. think that was just their way of experience that um, too, when they're right? sick. You yeah. know, that's a way of saying, "Hey, I'm, I don't feel well. I'm going to protect others." Uh, so it's not, uh, you know, America's kind of catching up to the rest of the world right. when it comes to just those precautions. Whenever right. you're having right. uh, a fever or feeling, yeah. feeling ill, yeah. Uh, and so, respect, yeah, respect out of respect, they would do that, and yeah, it doesn't freak me out to see somebody with a mask. I just think it's the the politis- politicization of it now to where right it's been so politicized it's just like oh my goodness how can we make it so polar opposite that if we're wearing a mask it is some type of political statement which it shouldn't be no it's not we're really hoping that this evens so much out with you know with, with the extremes of you know like you said for kids that um a little bit more hand washing or if the if the masks are worn, it's not seen politically. It's it's seen for protection for and protection. out of respect. Yeah. Or, yeah. But um, hoping that those big swings either way with you know either side of the pendulum, that they're just evened out because there's just there's so much um, there's so much coming out, especially the young kids right now. Mm-hmm. But what I know and what I'm praying that um, has come out of it for us is. Um, just a different depth of prayer. Prayer, exactly. Um, our prayer life for our children, for our friends and family, for our country, for, I mean, just everything and everyone. Mm-hmm. It's, it's gotten much, much deeper. Um, we stand on Psalms 91 and just really, really see God in a whole new way and stand in the gap for those that are sick or mm-hmm. for protection for, for everyone. But um, it's good. That has definitely um, been a shift for us, and and we choose to see it as positive, and choose to choose to we choose joy, <laughs> we choose joy every day. Well, I want to finish talking about something that we all share a love for, and that is the greatest restaurant group in the world. <laughs> yes. I was reading a Bon Appetit article yes. about this place, so uh, for those listening, uh, there's a restaurant group called Hillstone Restaurant Group, and when people think of a chain restaurant, it's, it's a negative connotation like TGA yeah, Fridays or Chili's right. or whatever. But this is the um, this is the best restaurant oh, that doesn't win any awards because far. it's just not the it's not the French Laundry or right. the Noma restaurant that gets all these accolades. Yeah. Um, so around the country, they're known by different names. There's Houston's, there's Hillstone, yeah. there's R and D Kitchen. Yeah. There's yeah, Honor Bar. Right. Yes. Uh, there's Rutherford Grill, I think, out in Napa yes. Valley. Um, firsthand, why is it so good? Okay. Mm. <sighs> because I we literally it, drive yeah. straight to yes, those places <laughs> yes. whenever we land. Yes. You know, it's consistent. It's the quality. I love the. I love the. 
I love the environment and I just love the consistency of it. It just, it's, no I, matter I, where not, you go. I don't think I've tasted a bad meal there. And I'm, so I don't eat fish, which is bad, but I eat theirs, yeah. which and is interesting. Their smoked salmon is just, it is just it's phenomenal. Amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. So, um, we should go now. Should go Are you now. making yeah. me think about it? The spinach artichoke dip right sounds really yeah. good. Yeah. Right oh my now. gosh, that sounds so good. Well, I would just also add, unless you had something else, nope, I would just also add, I mean, I just love talking to the people. And they're all friendly. But as you talk to them a little bit more, a couple of times, because um, I like to chat everybody up, um, they have a, they, they truly go through a training for hospitality. And it shows. Mm -hmm. It shows in every part, no matter who you're speaking to, whether it be the hostess or the mm -hmm. server or the manager that comes over or we've made friends with in Scottsdale. Okay. We've made friends with one of the chefs there. GM. And the GM. And um, they're just very hospitable. Yeah. They do it right. And it they say their training their is rigorous. Oh. Like there is no shortcuts. Yes. Yeah, everyone goes through the same yes. process and only yeah. the best make it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and they have have the option to move around to different locations, and it gives them a more well-rounded um, idea of um, their consumer, mm -hmm. of the customers there. So yeah, the quality of the food. I've, I've I've talked to them. If the produce or the vegetables, whatever it is, the fruit, vegetables, um, any of the meats coming in, they hand select tomatoes, uh, yes. you know, avocados, yep. and they'll get rid of the rest of them that uh, they'll, they'll send them back yeah. that don't meet their standards, mm -hmm. and if they don't have enough ingredients for something, they'll just take it off the menu. They won't mm -hmm. serve something right. mm -hmm. unless it's perfect. Right. And then to go to go items, they won't even let you take a something to go uh, because they say that it alters the flavor. Yeah. Like a like a salmon, for mm -hmm. example. If you if you order salmon to go, they won't do it because it'll still cook along the way home. They can't they can't trust that it'll have the oh, same wow. flavor as it does yeah. wow. in the restaurant. So it's wow. these sorts of things that consistently make it amazing. Uh, a good friend of mine, John Nestor. Uh, or I'd say he's a good friend. I, I want uh, I want him to know that I want him to be a good friend because he owns a restaurant called Cork and Pig uh, oh, here. Okay. He's about to open up another one. Uh, we've recently become friends through uh, Fellowship Church, and it's a restaurant tour. But he spent many years at Hillstone Restaurant. Group. Oh, okay. Oh, and and you okay. can see um, he's taking that with him. Yeah, the mm, the progression. Love you, it. you can walk into a restaurant now and see the influence that like, a Hillstone has on him. Yeah. And I just don't understand why more restaurants don't pick up on that methodology because it, it it's packed every time I walk in there. Yeah. And then especially if there's other restaurants around and it's like an hour and a half waiting for this and, the, and other ones you can just walk into. But yeah. everyone stays right there because we know. Yeah. Last time we were here and I said, ooh, it's 5, 5.30. You said, well, we'll just wait, right? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. It's so. worth, it's definitely worth the wait. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's just a good, and I'm a foodie. I love food. We both do, but I love I love to cook. So if I find something at a restaurant that I I like, I'll incorporate it and do it at home. Do my own spin on it, but I just it's it's fail proof yeah. with with um, Houston's or Hillstones. Just mm -hmm. love the food. The whole yeah. thing just adds to it, though, right? Just it does the everything. Environment and all of it. It's just um, part of the whole experience for me. I just love the. The presentation and all of it. Well, you're it's lucky just, you have one close. I know. Yes. We well, we have three of them. So, so there's Portland. Hillstone, and then R&D's in the same kind of parking complex, mm -hmm. and then Honor Bar, which is in Highland Park Village, 
is also okay. owned by the same restaurant group, and they all have different things. And Honor Bar for a while had pizza, which is really great. Mm-hmm. R and D has the sushi and and some burgers we'll and stuff like that. that. And then Hillstone has uh, the ribs and the you yeah. know more of the. Our, our show dip more of the uh, here we're going <laughs> yes we are yes we are <laughs> I know it's good yes um, okay well next week uh, the 14th Exo Fitness launches so yes so th- excited thanks for being a part of it yeah absolutely and can't guys, wait to see what's what's coming up next too. well you crushed it it's going to be fantastic and uh, your arm candy over here it was pretty good too <laughs> well there you have some good um, instructors out there we absolutely. did some other ones yes. besides that and it was just we can't wait because we're we're gonna yeah. we're gonna be on there ready to go. Yeah, so. we're just becoming a family, and I just I'm I'm looking forward to what we create next. And everyone was so good, all of the instructors. It's just a nice little family we were creating. And y'all will be at the Exo Conference Absolutely. coming up. Good. Yeah, uh, Great Vine yeah. Fellowship Church. We're gonna launch it big there as well on the Super Bowl weekend, I think. Right. Well, you know, guy a guy needs to go. Okay, <laughs> if I want to have a great Super Bowl Sunday. I might as well have a great EXO conference <laughs> right beforehand to uh, sweeten the deal. Right. So there's right. there's yep. no there's no issue there. You, you, you can do both, especially uh, since Cowboys probably won't make it. Oh my gosh! You know what? Uh, that game on, over the weekend with the Cardinals. Oh my gosh! Uh, I need to be careful because not that Dak would ever listen to this, but Dak did not look <laughs> like he knew know. where the target was because some of the passes were sailing. And he, he, you've got got Kyler Murray. Who, I mean, has just got the wheels. Mm-hmm. He's got the, the the positioning. And when Dax had his moment, he's he's great. He's, he's brilliant. Good. Yeah, he's good. But on Sunday, he did not look mm-hmm. like that. He he looked like he was stuck in mud when he was oh, trying to run, goodness. and just didn't feel like he was the normal Dak. And they have so many great weapons. Their offense is good. Uh, their defense is pretty good too. It's not uh, gonna okay. it's not gonna win any awards, but but good enough to get them into the playoffs, yeah. potentially further. But man, Aaron Rodgers, and uh, looking good, huh? If we have to go through Lambo, that's going to be a rough, a rough uh, road to go through. So I'm prayerful Ooh, yeah. every year that the Cowboys will win, <laughs> but it's 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 a it's a heartbreak story most of the time. Uh, love you guys. Thank you all for being on the we very first oh Exo Pod Show episode. Thank this you. Many history. many more. May there be many many more. This is history, this. and uh, I didn't want to end without introducing our our statue. The uh, the great bronze that we brought in here to be a part of every single episode. For those listening, uh, this is uh, taller than I am right now. It's a horse bucking off a cowboy, and looking uh, like a wild ride. It was given to me by my grandfather when mm. he passed away, but uh, it also reminds me of Texas, where I was born and raised. So I love it. I was it's born beautiful. In Texas. That's right. You were. Yeah. But who are you rooting for again? <laughs> 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 Remind me who you root for. <laughs> That's a longer story. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, it was if you an got, honor. Thank you. Yeah, yes. Thank you all. Pleasure. Uh, you can go to exonow.com to find out more about the ExoNow uh, platform resource where Exo Fitness will be launching next week. And uh, please stay tuned for more information. Love you guys. Bye bye. <laughs>